From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Jason from Crew Fair. Jason, it's really nice to have you on. Thanks for having me, Brad. Absolutely. So I'm excited to jump into today's discussion. So Jason, to kick us off, can you tell me a bit about yourself as well as your company and who you guys are and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I'm the founder of Crew Fair, and I've always been very entrepreneurial and I've had extensive experience in all three categories of travel, hospitality, and entertainment. When I was in school, I was an engineer. So I've uh, really taken a lot of those um, skills as an engineer and uh, tried to create a solution that ties together a fully integrated user-friendly and social solution for booking event group travel, specifically mostly for entertainment. And in two years with my co-founder, Zach and Jordan, we've achieved remarkable growth, expanding to over 100 plus events with over 200,000 travelers working with quite a few hotels, thousands globally. And we've had great success in providing a value to not only customers, but our event partners and hotels and creating a win situation. Absolutely. Uh, So for the listeners to reference, who are your customers and then what exactly do you do for them? Yeah. So if you have a hundred thousand person event, right, that's obviously an extreme example. Most of us, it's more relatable if you have a 20 person event or a 50 person event and you're looking to plan a trip for that, who do you call? A lot of events on a global level that bring that level of volume to a place, they don't really have the technology solutions that you would think that they have to manage that. For the most part, I would say 90% of those events globally are making $0 off of travel. And when they do manage travel, it's for their internal teams, their artists or, or talent, their sponsors, any VIPs. And for the most part, they're just doing it on Google Sheets or Excel, right? And on spreadsheets in, in order to figure out how to do it. But when you're talking at that scale, it's really difficult to manage budgets and reservation changes and inventory and the communications. And there's all these pain points along the way. And then of course, just like monetizing off of attendee travel and offering attendees a better deal. And we stumbled onto all these different products that are real needs for enterprise businesses, event producers, and anybody who's really planning a lot of travel, tour operators, travel agencies, et cetera. Absolutely. So you founded this company, you had this idea, hey, I'm going to tackle this space. What's like step number one from idea to building something to selling it? Like, how does that go? That's the real question. The crazy thing about starting something is it's really like, I truly had spent years of my own life on spreadsheets managing these type of solutions. When I I started my first travel agency at the age of 18, So I've always been entrepreneurial and I was planning trips for thousands of people very pretty early on. And I realized pretty quickly that what frustrated me the most was that there was no user-friendly technologically advanced solutions for handling event travel um, at scale. If I want to invite you to a trip and I want to pay for you, there's nothing on the market that lets me do that. If I want to list 30 hotels and give you room options within those hotels with different number of guests and you can add your transportation and your activities and 
create these packages and split it with your friends and pay over time and all these things that in theory, everybody wants to do, but really there's no out of the box solution. So what people like myself are forced to do is that we have to build websites from scratch and invest a lot of our time and energy to try to create these really bootleg solutions that that can accommodate our tour operating needs or our travel needs. And you hope that gets you to a point of appearing legitimate, right? In terms of how I started Crew Fair, it was really born out of frustration and ideas for passion in the travel and entertainment industry and recognizing these challenges that I myself was facing, but others in the industry were facing. And then just going for it. Like I quit my job along with my co-founders right when COVID was happening. It was a scary time. We went from being so busy and we enjoyed what we did. We were in hospitality and my co-founder Jordan was producing the Preakness Stakes and large sports events. My other co-founder, Zach, was like running a, a hospitality group in Miami. We all had great things going and it's hard sometimes to to go for it, right? But that would be my advice is if something really is sticking with you and you can't sleep and you're like, I need to figure this solution out and it bothers you that much, then just go and do it. And worst case, you'll probably figure something out along the way. Absolutely. So you had this pain point, this challenge, and you, you're like, hey, there needs to be a solution here. You built out a solution in this space. How do you get it to market? Do you, do you just call, start calling up industry contacts and guerrilla style getting it sold? Yeah. So we got lucky in the sense of we had a lot of relationships already from doing this for the past decade. And then on top of that, we also, during COVID, everybody was sitting at home doing nothing. So we were furiously building this product. We were figuring out like what we were going to do, who, who we were going to reach out to. And a lot of the people in that industry who, if you picked up the phone, maybe would have been too busy to have a conversation. They were more than willing to jump on a call and or meet in person and see like, what are you up to? And I was really just begging them all to give us a shot, right? Like we're young. I'm 28. My co-founders at the time I was 26. My co-founders are even younger than me. So it's, it's a lot for these premier events to be like, Hey, we're going to trust these 20 something year olds to run our travel, which is a scary, it, it, you require trust in travel. It's not like something that you do and it's okay. It's a cool ancillary thing. If you show up for your room and it's not exactly what you paid for or they don't have your room, you'll never book with that company again. It's a very high stakes type of situation. So we were lucky that we had proven those relationships and grown them over time. And we got a chance to do some major events and we took those events and over the past two years have grown it organically from word of mouth referrals and just doing good business to a much larger situation and events of all types, right? We started out in mostly music and sports, but now we're doing conferences and food festivals and culture events and really anything that is bringing a lot of people to a place. We're very interested in helping them figure out how to do that more efficiently. Love that. Any lessons learned along the way? Things are like, wow, this worked great or this didn't work well at all. A lot of lessons. I think that was really the struggle in our first year or two was we were trying to build the technology. We were trying to scale. We we're trying to sign new business. So it's like you get to a point where you just have to go for it and you're going to make mistakes. And you just have to recognize that by being available and having a sense of urgency and correcting those mistakes and ultimately not making those same mistakes twice. I would say that's the biggest learning thing for 
entrepreneurs that want to go and start their own thing is there's still large companies, the biggest companies in the world that are still figuring out efficiencies and problems. And there's no company that has it fully figured out at all points with everything, right? There's always a way to improve, but you don't want to make a mistake and then have that same mistake happen again. So I think that's what we've done a good job of is building to scale. At first, we were managing all of the customer service ourselves. Now we have an internal team that does that and tickets and and a lot of KPIs that make sure that our customers are able to reach somebody by phone, email, chat support at any time of the day and get an answer within a minute, right? And it's things like that, that over time, you're able to address as you see more mistakes and more use cases. Absolutely. Let's talk about content, LinkedIn, and all these channels. So I looked at your YouTube, your TikTok, your LinkedIn. You got a lot of content going out there. How's that going and how have you guys approached that? Yeah, we've entered the travel space in a complete different way than everybody else in the travel space. I think we're looking at it from we're a next generation technology company that's coming to do something different. It has a different look and feel. We want to appeal to a different audience that's more focused on experience and less focused on destination. They're excited about going places with their friends, hence the crew, going in larger groups and having these these shared experiences with, even if it's just themselves or a close group of friends with other people of similar values and and, and interests, right? So it's if I'm going to a music festival of a certain genre, everybody else at that music festival is likely interested in that genre as well. So we create these groups out of individual travelers And I think it just builds a sense of community. And that's what we're trying to do on our socials and our content is really be like, if if you're finding out, if you're booking a trip through us for Miami, we're not just going to tell you like, here's your hotel and that's it. We want to tell you, here's the best places to go for dinner. Here's what you should wear. Here's the official after parties happening in the city to really equip you. If you land there, what are you going to do with your time? And like, who are you going to do it with? And how are you going to make it all happen? Because I think that a lot of the times all of the other companies out there are really just focused on like flight, hotel activity and like rental car and book it. And then that's really it. We're really more focused around those other variables of like, how can we really enhance your experience by being like in the know on here's what's happening. Absolutely. All right. What's one thing you wish you would have known before you became a CEO and started a company that you for sure know now? Yeah, I think... There's so much that I didn't know, and there's so much that I still don't know. I think the biggest challenge as a CEO is that, at least for me, is that I want to do everything. I'm the type of person who I've always been very good at a lot of different things, maybe never the best at any one thing, but I can do everything. I can write content. I can build a website. I can manage customer service. So I've always, in the past, been a one-man show. And in order to be successful, you have to really build teams and find what are people's strengths, what makes them happy, put them in a position to be successful. And then most of all, trust them to do it, right? And to be like more hands-off. So for me, I think that's the biggest learning lesson for CEOs is if you're in the weeds doing every little thing, in the long run, you're not going to make it at least as probably as successful as you could be. For sure. And can you describe a time or have you had a time where you had to pivot strategy and how you went about doing that? Even from the beginning of Crew Fair, we had ideas for products that we still haven't even implemented because we just have realized that we need to implement our products based on market fit and market need as today's 
usage would entail. So some of our things that we want to build in the future are just too far ahead of the time, we think, and that we wouldn't see that automatic like market acceptance. So yeah, there's definitely been pivots along the way in terms of what do we prioritize, what on our roadmap of like product launches and feature development. But I do think that from a larger scale, the vision is really clear. It's anything that's technology to enable large groups of people to go places and experience something better is what's in our wheelhouse. And we're not pivoting from that. Absolutely. As we wrap up, any last words of wisdom, advice for those out there listening today? I think the the most important thing is everybody gets caught up in the rat race with money and status and this and that in, in, in today's age. And I think it's really like the reason why we're so successful at what we're doing now is that we love what we're doing and we wake up and we're excited about it. We go to sleep and we're excited about it. Everybody that works for us is excited about it. I'd say the only people that we've even hired have been people that have reached out to us just about how excited they are about what we're doing and that they want to be a part of this industry. So I think the bigger thing beyond just like entrepreneurs trying to create ideas for solutions, oh, this product would be cool or that. If you really want to be successful and be happy and have that balance in life, it's not just about the money and the quick win. I think it's important to figure out like, if money didn't matter, like what would you actually do? And what problems would you solve? And how can you figure out how to make money from doing that? And that's, I think, the best advice that I could give. Absolutely. I love it. Jason, it's been amazing to have you on. Thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. Talk Absolutely. Soon.